Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of First Samuel. Hello and good morning, faithful listeners, and happy Monday. I hope you all had a very fantastic weekend and were able to have a nice, relaxing time with your family. I actually took a weekend trip down to see my sister, and it was a great time. I was very excited to be able to do that. But today, let's go ahead and talk about 1 Samuel 16, verses 14 through 23. Last we left off, David has now been anointed the new king of Israel. Saul doesn't know about it. He has no clue. But the second that David was anointed, the Holy Spirit actually left Saul and entered David. And in place of the Holy Spirit, Saul is now being tormented by an evil spirit. So let's get into this today. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. as I usually do. Now Yahweh's spirit departed from Saul and an evil spirit from Yahweh troubled him. Saul's servant said to him, See now, an evil spirit from God troubles you. Let our Lord now command your servants who are in front of you to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. Then when the evil spirit from God is on you, he will play with his hand and you will be well. Saul said to his servants, provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Then one of the young men answered and said, behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and Yahweh is with him. Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me David your son, who is with the sheep. Jesse took a donkey and loaded it with bread and a container of wine and a young goat, and sent them by David his son to Saul. David came to Saul and stood before him. He loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. When the spirit from God was on Saul, David took the harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. I actually made a mistake at the very beginning of this episode. I said that the second David got anointed, the Holy Spirit left Saul and went into David. But now that I'm reading this, that's actually not what it says. It says that, When David was anointed, Yahweh's spirit came mightily on David from that day forward. But it doesn't say that it left Saul to go to David. And that's because the Holy Spirit is limitless. In a way, I was putting the Holy Spirit in a box like he couldn't be in two two people at once. But yeah, he absolutely could. It doesn't say that the second David was anointed, Saul no longer had the Holy Spirit. It just says sometime after that, Saul no longer had the Holy Spirit, like the Holy Spirit left Saul. And in its place, God sent an evil spirit that troubled Saul. And we talked a little bit about this on Friday, why God would send a spirit, like an evil spirit to trouble Saul. But there has been other times in scripture where we see this exact same thing happen. For example, with Job and also with the apostle Paul. So maybe Because Saul was so against the Holy Spirit, even though Saul received the Holy Spirit from God very early on, Saul instead rejected the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit left and gave Saul what Saul truly wanted. Saul did not want to listen to the Holy Spirit. He did not have a heart 
for God. And instead, this evil spirit is sent to trouble Saul in some sort of way. And possibly that was God's way of giving Saul up to his his desires, what he truly wanted. And God will do that from time to time. He will give people over to their true desires. And if Saul was desiring something other than the Holy Spirit, perhaps that was why God sent the evil spirit and said, well, Saul, if that's what you want, here it is. I take my hand of blessing away from you. I give you what you want. However, for Saul, he was not doing well with this evil spirit. He was likely having outbursts of anger. He was allowing this evil spirit to influence him in some way. Now, this raises the question, was Saul saved? In other words, did he receive forgiveness from God? And when he died, did he go to paradise? So a lot of people think that Saul was not saved because of scriptural passages like this, that Saul was being tormented by an evil spirit and was allowing the evil spirit to influence him. However, like I said at the beginning, we do see other Christians being oppressed by evil spirits. The fact that Saul was being influenced by an evil spirit does not actually determine whether or not he was saved. Now, the difference, though, between Saul and Job and Paul and others who were being oppressed by evil spirits, the difference is that Saul kind of gave into it. We see that he becomes very, very aggressive later on. He had outbursts of anger. He was allowing this spirit to influence him in that way. But I don't believe that that determines whether or not Saul was saved. Because there are Christians who can be influenced by evil spirits, not possessed. Christians can't be possessed by evil spirits, but they can be influenced by evil spirits. And we have the choice to either listen to them and give in or to say no. That is why scripture says, do not be angry because anger gives a foothold to the devil. So when we are overly angry, that is like, the doorway for Satan to enter into your life and to influence you in so many different ways. And that's actually happened to me before, not to air my dirty laundry. But there was one time I remember where my husband and I got into an argument and I just remember getting so angry that I just started reeling. And so I went upstairs and I was just sitting there just so angry and I just couldn't stop this like emotion of deep anger. And I remember thinking at the time, I'm like, this has to be spiritual warfare because this is unlike me. I don't typically get this angry. I don't typically get this much negativity popping into my head. That's, that's not like me. And so what happened after I, I made that realization that this was abnormal was I started quoting scriptural passages. I think I quoted Psalm 23 and a handful of other verses that I memorized. And eventually, as I was just quoting those scriptural passages, the anger just went away. It went away and I was totally fine. And I went downstairs. I sat with my husband. We watched some TV and we went to bed. <laughs> but that anger is an excellent place for Satan to come into your life. And you can either allow that anger to take control of you like I had done in that moment or you can tell that anger to get lost 
You can quote some passages. You can pray. You can talk to God about it. You can reject that anger and live a much more peaceful life, which is what I highly recommend that you do. But we know that Saul was giving in to this, this anger. We'll, we'll get into more of those stories later on. But I don't believe that this means that Saul wasn't a Christian just because he gave into anger and murderous intent from time to time. And personally, I do believe that Saul was saved because he was chosen by God. He did have the Holy Spirit for a time. And at the very end of his life, when Samuel is dead and he basically conjures up Samuel to talk to him again after Samuel died, Samuel tells Saul, tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. Some people say that just means shoal, the ground, the grave. But other people speculate that that means that Saul himself was going to be in paradise. And that's what I personally think, that Saul, when he is about to die, was going to go to paradise with Samuel. Because it mentions also that Jonathan and the other sons would be with Samuel. And we know that Jonathan specifically was a very devout man. And so if Saul was going to be with both Samuel and Jonathan, to me, that sounds like Saul himself had been given forgiveness and was saved. But he certainly went down his own path and he certainly did what he wanted to do in his lifetime and rejected the Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, there are people like that. There are Christians out there like that that just reject God's gifts and just want to do whatever they want to do. But it turns out that that makes for a pretty miserable lifestyle, just trying to please yourself all the time. Saul says to his servants in verse 17, provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Because the servants realized at this point that Saul had an evil spirit. The servants were able to see it. And they said, Saul, you know what you need is hymns. You need music. That is what you need to calm your soul. And that's another reason why I think Saul was struggling with deep anger right here is because I know that when I start becoming angry, just listening to some worship music or quoting those scriptural passages like I was talking about, it just calms your soul. It calms that anger. Saul agrees and he's like, okay, find me somebody who knows how to play the harp. Then it says that one of the young men answered and said, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and handsome and a handsome person, and Yahweh is with him. Now notice that this servant mentions that Yahweh is with David. This means that most likely it has been several years since David has been anointed because David has begun to make a name for himself as someone who is an excellent musician and who is strong, a man of valor, and as somebody who is blessed by Yahweh. Now we know that when God's spirit entered into David, he was just a young shepherd boy. But now it seems like people are beginning to talk about him. People know of him because of all of these amazing things that he can do. God's spirit is with him. We know that when God's spirit is with somebody, they succeed. 
always. Hence why Saul was able to succeed as king basically up until this point. And now we're going to start seeing the downfall of Saul after all of this, because God's spirit is no longer with him. He's now with David. So somehow this servant has heard about David. And it's also possible that this servant knew David's brothers, because we know that David's brothers actually became part of Saul's army. So it's possible that these servants knew of David's brothers and maybe had a connection there to David just because the brothers were now in Saul's army. But anyway, somehow this servant knows about David and knows that David is an excellent musician. So Saul is like, perfect. Call for David, bring him here. And so Jesse, when he hears that David is needed for the king's service, sends all these gifts. He sends a container of wine. He sends a donkey loaded with bread and also a young goat. And then David, of course. So David comes to Saul and stands before him is what it says. And Saul loved David. He became his armor bearer. So it's almost as if David became part of Saul's family. And that's very important to note because David and Jonathan have a very brotherly connection after this. So Saul loved David so much that he ends up basically becoming a father figure to David. And so David becomes also the armor bearer to Saul. That was a very prestigious position. Not to mention that whenever this evil spirit would come upon Saul, David would play his harp and sing hymns and the evil spirit would leave as Saul's mind is just calmed. Now, this brings me to one last point about the evil spirit that Saul had. Perhaps God sent it specifically so that Saul would meet David because David has been anointed king. He needs to get to that palace somehow. He needs to meet Saul somehow. David needs to get the honor of the people going in order for him to become the next king. And this was the perfect segue into David's calling as king to be the armor bearer for Saul and also to play hymns for Saul so that that evil spirit leaves. I think the one thing that each of us can learn from this passage is to not let anger control us. When you start feeling super angry about something, no matter what it is, I encourage you to take a step back, to go take a walk, to put on some worship music, to pray, to sing hymns, to read the Bible, to do anything that you can do in order to get rid of that anger. Because if you allow anger to control you, it is awful in the end. It is never worth it. It is miserable if you allow that to happen. So just cut it off at the root. Don't allow that anger to grow and ask God to help you walk in the peaceful way that he wants you to live. Alrighty, faithful listeners, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I will see you all tomorrow for an episode out of Acts. Happy listening and God bless. Oh,